if I go to Everman and I say, "Hey, Matt Steph's my boy," would that like would that earn me some street cred in Everman? They probably wouldn't know my name anymore. But if you said the white guy who played on the basketball team, they would probably know me then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for spending part of whatever time of day this is that you're listening to it. Um, thank you for spending that part of your day with us. could be Thursday on your way to a game. It could be Wednesday night, driving to work Wednesday. I get a lot of people who, people who listen to our various podcast offerings tell me that uh, we're, we're, big in, we're big in the car. Very yes. big in the car. Uh, my Texas high school football podcast listening is usually done either going to work or leaving work. That's usually when you're, you're getting it done? Yeah, typically. Okay. Yeah, knock it out. So this is your week nine review and Man. week... 10 preview. We're in double digits now. Matthew, the two weeks from today, we will be recording a podcast about the playoffs. Yes, we will. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's playoff projection time. We're, we're starting to look at brackets. A lot of these games have a lot of playoff implications. It's, uh, it's time. That's the thing that, that when we get to the, uh, the week nine review that I'm going to get to, it's just that's the thing that is most standing out is that now suddenly like it all comes into view and it's a lot more like it kind of all hits you at once it does. Too. it's like, like whoa oh, we oh, got playoffs. oh it's here yeah like three like after next week uh about i don't know a little more than half of the texas high school football teams will be eliminated their seasons will be over mm-hmm. and then we're going to cut it in half every week yeah um, until be, it all ends, it, it always hits me right around this time. Then it hits me like uh, in the in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. when like there's only, only like twenty games, you know, thirty or forty games, uh, forty games I guess in the quarterfinals. But you'll get like on Saturday in the quarterfinals, there's only like two games going on in the yeah. whole state. You're like, wow, the season's yeah. It's like the, when they're basically like when Thursday games start getting really, yeah. really because like the great thing for me is as somebody who has to do the the studio thing, um, playoffs are great. They normally are now. Tep baby's going to ruin it, but oh. um, the the playoffs are great because there's just ample Thursday games. Yes, some That's of it. them are better than others, but there's tons of them. You went to some great Thursday games last year. Yeah. You and Max got in the swag wagon and went to Munster and uh, well, we went to Albany and uh, Albany Munster, Albany and Munster and Iowa Park. Went to Iowa Sweetwater Park. that one time. Yeah. Got, I know Max and yeah, me and Brady went down to Waco yeah. for like Mart and Crawford. I want to go back to Sweetwater. Yeah. That game was not good either. It was no, Van Horn. Was it Van Horn and Munster? Munster. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. But Sweetwater was great. Sweetwater was excellent. Yes. All right, we start as we always do in the, uh, this tap and step. We start with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Oh yeah. So we are now into week ten of the Texas high school football season. Every team has played at least eight games. Well, every. Not every team, but 98% of the teams. Some teams had a game rained out here and there, but most teams have played at least eight games. So we've got a pretty good feel on strength of schedule, Matthew. Based on winning percentage, who, what Texas high school football team 
and this includes teams they've already played and teams still left on their schedule, okay. has played or has the toughest schedule Ooh. winning percentage in the state? That is a great question. So I'll tell you who it's not, okay? It's not Mesquite Horn, believe it or not. They mm-hmm. are third okay. uh, with a 58-22 and 22 record is their combined opponent record, which is still insane. Yeah, that's really good. That's insane. They are third. Second is Katie Cinco Ranch. Their opponents are 59-23 and 23 on the year. But there is one team that has played a schedule of a combined 59-21. and 21. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go... This is really out on a limb. Give me Cedar Park. Not a bad guess. Where does Cedar Park rank? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Maybe it is a bad guess. Oh, no. They're 141st. Oh, boy. Okay. 47 yeah. and 35. Terrible the thing guess. is, the thing is, you basically have to play nothing. Like, the worst team on your schedule has to be 500. Yeah. And your district has to be good. Yeah. The toughest, do you want one more guess, or... Let me tell you. Mm. I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss. You know who's screaming Texas at... Ki- Liberty Ilo. No, not Liberty okay. Ilo. How, how, how high up is Liberty Ilo? Let's see. 190th. Jeez, what the heck? Okay, well... The toughest schedule, because there's one person who's yelling at his, his screen, or yelling at his car right now as he's driving to work listening to this, is Cody Crane, and he's telling you... That the Gonzalez Apaches oh. have played a schedule. You that know what? Fifty. That is what was it? Fifty nine and twenty one. Fifty nine and twenty one. You know what though? You think I think about it now. Gonzalez. I mean, their district. Even like Pleasanton is like five and three. Here, here's who's on their schedule: Geronimo Navarro, six and one. Yeah. Austin Crockett, four and four. Okay. Which is surprising. That's that's four. the worst team they've played. Yeah. Yoakum, seven and one. Yeah. Cuero, seven and one. Hondo four and four, okay. Mineral Wells six and two. Mm-hmm. Pleasanton's five and three. Now we're in the district now. Pleasanton's yeah. in their district. Beeville Jones is five and four, and then you have Lavernia who's eight and zero, and Bernie who's seven and one. Okay, yeah. They That's have a- played the toughest schedule by opponent record in the state. That's and a- by the way, the fact that they are four and five, and um, now they were you know they were they were going to make the playoffs as soon as basically they beat Beeville Jones. Um, but the fact that they're four and five, like you want to talk about, like battle tested. Where's our playoff projection? Probably has them finishing third in that district. They're probably uh, yes. I have, I have Gonzalez. I will. T- I have the playoff projection pulled up. You guys think they're going to be underdogs next week against Burn? They have the bye week in week ten. But then- yeah, and they'll be underdogs against Burn. I have Gonzalez in the first round is a third place team playing Zapata, which I think that's a winnable game. Very winnable game for them. Uh, and then they're probably going to get Sealy in round two, and it probably gets a little tough. Probably, that's probably yeah. the tough part. But yeah. that is your Texas High Successful School. Successful season. I think it's the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. I would consider that a uh, unmitigated success. Your Texas High School football fun fact of the week. So hold a thought for the Gonzalez Apaches, and think about that awesome flag with the cannon that says, come and take it. Oh, yeah, they do that's, the come and take it flag. The, yeah. That's the come and take it flag. Goliad. I've seen a Goliad. Goliad has the Goliad mm-hmm. flag with the severed arm with I the love sword. It. Yeah. I love it. That's what we need. I, I like the uniqueness. All right. So let's do a very quick Week 9 review. Um, it, we, I, I would say a lot, um, a lot calmer. It was at least at the top. Um, you didn't have a ton of ranked teams going down. Um, you, you, after a couple of weeks where everything kind of went kablooey, there were only a couple of games that really shocked me in week nine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have no idea what to think of West Rusk at this point. Are they? Uh, they, 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 must they must be, be banged up. Yeah, and they, we we talked about it. Even when they beat Gladewater, one of our big concerns about West Rusk was depth. Mm-hmm. They lose a couple of guys, and it really can hurt them. And I wonder if the grind of playing up at three A Division One is just starting to take its toll. Yeah, and I think you said they're broken right now. Yeah, they they're, are. And they're probably going to. They're they're probably looking at a third place finish in that district. Now. I mean, suddenly, yeah, after they beat those two teams, that you felt like, man, they're going to cruise ten and zero. Like yeah. that was that was it. Yeah, they but, lost to Sabine, which is still a. Uh, it's it's a better team, better team. Sabine, but, but Sabine's probably not. They're probably going to finish fifth. That's not a team you should you should lose. And to. they lost to Tatum, who's going to finish fourth. Yeah, and now Tatum and, and Gladewater are playing this week. So. Yeah, um, there was that. What did you make of? Unfortunately, I I believe I um, I deleted our our picks from last week. But um, what did you make of uh, Shadow Creek needing that crazy comeback against? Um, I think I, I'm impressed with Foster. Foster. I think Foster. You know, we talked to Coach McDowell at State Seven on He actually sat on on. I'm, I'm a little hipster here. He sat on our golf cart and chatted oh. with us for a while at mm-hmm. State Seven on Seven. He called us. He thought they'd start the year out a little slow. They were very young, but he thought by you know they would they would improve every week, and they're definitely definitely showing that. And I wonder if Foster is kind of a sleeper mm-hmm. um, in uh, Class Five A uh, Division One Region Three. This makes me, and this is probably not fair, but like <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of thing that like you you have your own like internal biases, and like part of me still can't believe a first year varsity program is doing this well and so my initial reaction is like oh well they're going to run into trouble in the playoffs and they might but like that's probably not that's probably not fair no it's not fair to Shadow Creek but I think it's I I, I'm impressed with Shadow Creek the the resiliency Mm -hmm. of of a team that still is fairly young having the resilience and wherewithal to come back and rally against a good foster team so I think it speaks well for both teams actually personally I think that's I think that's probably where I've ended up falling on it is that this is um it's someone that that you know you, you a game that you feel probably pretty good if you're both sides, um, and um, you know that's that's a tough district. And it's I feel good, like it's a good district. I feel yeah. like there there's a good and chance Friendswood's going to miss the playoffs probably. I think there's a good chance you see three of those four teams in a regional in regional semis. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best district in that in that region. I see what's caught my eye mm-hmm. is, and I'm going to a specific region here, the Coastal Bend mm-hmm. and the parity in the districts down there. I'm looking at four Coastal Bend districts that have a bunch of teams. Because I, I just did the playoff projections, and, I, and it hit me when I was doing playoff projections. Almost every district in the Corpus Christi area has wild scenarios where there's five, six teams fighting for playoff spots in each district. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one, you know, 15 5A Division One. After Veterans Memorial, you've got a big jumble of teams there fighting for playoff spots. Uh, and 15 uh, 4A Division Two. You get past Rockport Fulton, who I think is the favorite, and you've got another four teams fighting for playoff spots that are all they've all beaten each other. There's all these kind of weird tiebreaker scenarios. You go down to three A Division One and sixteen three A Division One and sixteen three A Division Two. Uh, same scenarios mm-hmm. in each of those districts where there's four, five, six teams fighting for two or three playoff spots, and they've all beaten each other. So there's no clean way to figure out tiebreakers quite yet without trying to project the matchups ahead. So you I know, think those are all games. Every game in those four districts are, are going to be pretty much every game in those districts is going to have some impact on the playoff race. And now you're right because now you like I start to look at district standings and you know the first thing I look for is obviously like oh who's going to win the district? But then I look at basically is your district stratified in the sense that you've got a 6-0, and 0, a 5-1, and 1, a 4-2, and 2, a 3-3 and 3, and yeah. it looks pretty even? Or is it that giant jumble 
And there's a number of districts that you're getting that jumble. And one of them, we talked to the head coach at Mission today, Coy, Coy Detmer. 36A is always That crazy. was a huge win they had over Rowe. I think last year, I believe it was a four. There, were, there was McAllen Memorial at the top at mm-hmm. like 6-0, and and they had an 0-6 team, and then everybody else was, was right. like the same record. Everybody else was like like 3-3, three and 4-2. Three, mm-hmm. and two. Yeah, and, and that's it's kind of coming down that same way. They've got PSJA this week, but then they close against La Jolla, and that's essentially going to be a play-in game, it sounds uh, like. Yeah, unless either... Uh, yeah. La Jolla loses a game or Mission beats PSJ and Barring, you gets know, themselves yeah. a buffer win. If it goes to chalk, then it's going to be that's yeah. going to end up being a playing game. But you're exactly right. Like it's there's just a number of those districts that it's just crazy. Um, Craig Way's favorite district, thirteen five A Division Two, yeah. got even crazier. Yeah, Brenham got get, Brenham's starting to play like the Brenham team we thought. Brenham you know? Glenn fell to Marble Falls, yeah. like, and then things is nuts. Yeah, Brenham and Glenn play, I think, this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, but th- those those kind of districts on mm-hmm. Friday night, that's where I'm going to be looking at my scores and saying, okay, these are real playoff implications. Yeah, games. yeah. So, so that's that's kind of the thing is that now there may not have been that top that that top line chaos yeah. that we've come to expect the last couple of weeks, but there was those kind of that Craig used a great term he said undercurrent there's yes. an undercurrent of things that are these battles for third and fourth mm-hmm. place where the, that's why I love having I mean I know there are traditionalists who don't like having four teams in the playoffs and I understand uh, but here at Dave Campbell's Texas football we uh, we stand by the, the the mantra that more football is better than less football it's a controversial take yes we like it and I, I like the fact that there are all these teams still are still playing meaningful games yeah. in week 9, 10, and 11. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time of year. It's a good time to be a high school football fan. It really is. This is like, I think this this is when it gets fun. There's, I'll be honest, when I do the show on Friday nights, week like 4 through about like 7, yeah. it's like, okay. It's kind of the, t- the middle part where you're still happy to be at games. Gotta but put on the tie. Gotta go sit behind the desk. Yeah. Got to do it. There's, it's fine. There's still those few good games, and there's yeah. a lot of games that just have no bearing yeah. on anything. But now you can see it. Yeah, it's like it's all starting to lay out before you. you go okay. It's fun time now. People love brackets. Oh, people love brackets. We'll have the brackets, of course, at TexasFootball.com. Um, oh, I might as well throw this out there because we were having a conversation about state. We'll get to our week ten preview here in just. Yeah. A second. We just had our big meeting. We had a little meeting talking about how we're going to cover state. Tepper yelled at us. Um, I did. It was just. I mean, um, did you stop bleeding? Uh, yeah, I got bandaged up. Okay, you threw, cool, yeah. good. You, you threw a throwing star. <laughs> <at me. laughs> a throwing star. Um, I um, if, if you're listening to the sound of my voice on this, the premium podcast. First of all, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So we're probably going to do the same thing we did last year, where we're going to have daily podcasts that we record on Tuesday, kind of previewing the day's worth of Texas high school football games uh, at state. What would you be interested in as, as, in a listener as like a premium thing, um, as far as because we want to keep Tep and Step going, but there's only form. there's only twelve games to preview, and you can only like we're going to go deep on all of them. What would you like from a from a premium perspective from this podcast? If you have an idea, tweet tweet either of us uh, or email either of us. Um, we're certainly looking for we've got I, we've got an idea, but like I am by no means married to it. Yeah. And if, if you've, you've got, got a better idea, if we'll, you know better than us, which you you likely do, um, let us know what you want. If you tell Tepper to fire me, it just. Tell them to be nice. Let, let, let us know what you want, because ultimately we want this podcast to be good for you. This is something we want you to like. So, in any case, there's that. Let's get to our Week 10 preview. Let's do it. Um, week 10 is upon us. Um, jumbo slate. Great, great slate. Um, 
great slate all across the state too. Yeah, it's a good. Um, it's a good it's week finally a pretty good week in DFW. We've had a couple off weeks in DFW. Finally, a pretty good week in DFW. Really good week in East Texas. Um, really good week, kind of coastal Bend, South Texas, Brazos Valley area, um, Victoria area. Really good week. Oh yeah. Um, bit of a down week in Houston, but that's they've had about four straight up banging yeah, weeks had in a row. They've been on a run. Yeah, there's still there's a, a you, you, couple. You squint. There's some good games. I think I might be at one on Saturday. We'll talk you about know what? I'll throw this out there. I'm, there's there's a game that I'm really interested in um, that I might see if it, it hangs on the board long enough for me. I think it's a great week in El Paso. Yeah, I think there's a couple really good games. Like d- those district championships are coming down to the wire, yeah. and we're starting to figure it out. So, uh, of course, if this is your first time listening to Tep and Step, this is our game draft where we are going to draft um, our favorite games, which games we're most excited about. Once it's picked, it's off the board. We did the coin flip. Matt Step won the coin flip. Man, I'm on a roll. You get the number one. I had the first pick last week. Oh, did you? Okay. I did. Um, so you get the number one overall pick in this okay. week's draft. I'm going with the rivalry angle on the first first game. Okay. All right. Going down to the Rio Grande Valley. Oh. My God, man! What a man! Last week, did you do, do Rio Grande Valley in week one? Or in, uh, in, was in, a, in I had one earlier. The last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but how can you not pick a game that's called the Tanaco Bowl? Mm-hmm. As Westlaco takes on Westlaco East, and this mm-hmm. is a fairly new rivalry because Westlaco East was a classification below Westlaco for a long time, and they never played. Mm-hmm. And they just started playing a few years ago. Um, for those of you who don't know, Tanaco is. Water tower in Spanish. Is it really? Yes, I did not know. There's that. a water tower very close to the stadium, and I believe it. The winner of the game gets it, the the water tower is lit up in in their colors. The, yeah, West Coast purple, West Coast is black. Um, yeah, it's not, I think Tanaco Bowl is a great. That really is it's a unique. great name for it. Very unique name for a rivalry. Yeah, but Tanaco means water tower in Spanish. Beautiful, love it. Um, if you like games that have big atmospheres, uh, this is probably the one for you. Uh, I can guarantee you the stadium in Westlaco will be packed. And Westlaco Stadium is, is right in the middle of town. It's like right on the main drag there. All the businesses and everything right around. People park at you know, HEB and walk mm-hmm. across the street. I mean, it's a big deal there. It will be a full house. Um, and these are two really good teams. Westlaco 7-1, 3-1 in district. Only, only lost to Vela. To Vela, who's probably the best in a, team in the Valley. In a close game. They played mm-hmm. Vela. It's close. Uh, Westlaco East 5-2 and two and undefeated in district. Um, so uh, both these teams rely on, on physical defenses that, that will hit you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big thing. And you look at this game, I think, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, a very physical, old-school-style game. The key for me, I think, in this game, and why I give uh, a, a slight edge to Westlaco, is because I think they're a little more balanced on offense. Jacob Cavazos, at quarterback, has the ability to hurt you, hurt you in the passing game, and I think that's the big difference. I think Westlaco is a little more dynamic offensively, and I think they'll find a way to break a big play, and that might I could see him winning like a seventeen to fourteen kind of game. It's going to be a slugfest. Uh, you know what? I, you know what I like about this show that I've started to realize is that you are. You think of you think of football in just such a different way than I do. Is it like I'm looking? You know, I'm 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 a lot more predictable as far as the games are concerned. You could give me ten guesses, I wouldn't have given you Tanaka Bowls number one. Uh-huh. But that's pretty good. I like yeah. it. It's an excellent we game. Give, we a, give we give the valley a little love. It's a huge game. It's a huge game down there in the valley, and I like it a lot. It's an excellent, excellent game. All right, that's an excellent pick. Now I got ever like all my my whole board still up. I know. Um, I went off the board number one. You did. All right. Pick Jeff Lockman at linebacker. It's All a right. Dated NFL draft reference. That really is. Know. All right. 
I'm going to go to DFW Metroplex. All right. I very rarely do DFW, but it's a great week. There's, I may even try to get two, but we'll see what happens. Let's go to Highlander Stadium, and let's see Highland Park taking on Lancaster. This is, first of all, Highland Park is, at this point needs no introduction. Um, they're pretty good. They're pretty darn good. Chandler Morris is pretty good. Chandler Morris is great. I think Finn Corwin is a name like he was basically like their second or third option last year, and he has he has become like a he's true number one. Yeah. Like he's a stud. But the thing that 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 is still very good for them and it remains the same, even with so much to replace. That defense is still lighting people up, man. Yeah, that defense is still very sound. Just you know, they they they're always in position. They're better than last year. Last year's defense, you could make some hay on. Them Wait, last you mean year. you mean like when you give up forty nine points in a title game? Well, even even last yeah. year, you look, you know, the first round of the yeah. playoffs, Texas High almost beat Highland Park. It was forty nine, forty two. Yeah, Highland Park. Well, you can you could move the ball mm-hmm. and do things against that defense last year. It's a little tougher this year. Their defense is great. So I think people may have forgotten that Lancaster uh, is a thing. How quiet has Lancaster been this year? You know, they started out zero and two. They played. You know, they lost and to Duncanville and South Grand. Well, and the other thing for them they have is one that, game rained out. I think um, the other thing about them is that because yeah, they started off slow, but beyond that, they were bad last year. They missed the playoffs last year, right? Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs last year, and I know and that started, sticks in Chris Gilbert's girl. They crawl. started slow. They started slow, which is a, a good way to get forgotten. Mm-hmm. They've rattled off five straight, right? Rattled off five straight, including they beat Mansfield Legacy and Timberview. Um, they beat Timberview. Uh, they have rolled right now. Like they're, they've already clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, they're undefeated in district play, um, and they've got some playmakers as well. Uh, Trey something, Trey Bridgers, Trey uh, Bradford, Trey they've Bradford. Got, they've got guys. They, they got a got ton got of guys. They ma- always have uh, guys. Magic Rector, I think. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys. They always do, right? That's yes. a typical a Lancaster team. But the thing about this year's team, and if you go back to those that that year that Lancaster went to a title game, twenty eleven, does that sound right? Yeah, gosh, it's been that long. It's been that long. Um, defense, and their defense is flying. Yeah, last year, they, la, la, same thing with Lancaster. Lancaster really struggled on defense mm-hmm. at times last year. They, you know, and this year I think they've really this defense improved, is- and I think that's been the big difference. And you look at this game. I mean, from the grand scheme of things, it doesn't have mean a lot. No. Either way, Highland Park and Lancaster are going to be on opposite sides of the bracket. They're going to host a first-round playoff mm-hmm. game because both are going to be the top two seeds. But I think for Lancaster, this is the this is the game they've been building to to say that, that we both we're back. back. We are we You're are exactly a contender. Right. We need to be reckoned with in Region Two. And I think this, if they even if they don't they don't beat Highland Park because let's be honest, going to Highland Park. But here's here's the funny thing: the last Texas team to beat Highland Park at Highland Park, Lancaster? I believe it was Lancaster. I believe mm. they beat. I believe that was that's the case. Mm. Not 100 percent yeah. sure, but I'm fairly certain. Now I know Highland Park lost to Pulaski, mm-hmm. but that doesn't count. Um, they're a bit, and they're they are. A bit. Who cares? Um, this is. Huge game. I think it has a chance to be low scoring. Another kind of yeah. like what we were talking about mm-hmm. West Coast West Coast. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if we're looking up and this game's fourteen ten as a final. Like it's it could be really low scoring. Highland Park's probably your favorite. Computer likes Highland Park by about. You're listening to live coverage. While you while you do, I'll vamp. I think if Lancaster hangs around in this game, even if they hang around, 
I think we can list them as a contender region too. I think Highland Park. They got Highland Park by twelve. Um, it's a little rich for my blood. A little rich. I think. I think they keep it close. I think. But there is there is a bona fide home field advantage here for Highland Park. Absolutely. Like that's, that's a, why I think even if know. Lancaster keeps it close. Yeah. I think it's a real feather in their cap as they go into the. But playoffs. you're right. This is a game that I think Lancaster. I think Chris Gilbert and company have been building up to. So that's my number one pick. I'm gonna go with HP and Lancaster. Right. What's your second pick? All right. Going down to Cuero. This is a great game. Toronto Monavaro, six and one, three and zero, taking on visiting Gobbler Stadium, seven and one, three and zero. Cuero. Uh, these two teams know each other quite well. You know, they've played in the playoffs the last five years. Five years? I knew. Five it, I knew it'd been a they lot. Played in the playoffs, and a couple of years ago they played. I think there was a year they played twice. Two years they played twice. Um, yeah, five years in a row they've played in the playoffs. Now in the playoffs, Cuero's won four out of the five meetings. Mm-hmm. Cuero's had their number. And for me personally, in what is a wide open class 4A Division II, I think if Cuero has all their pieces and they're all healthy, I think Cuero's the favorite. They have been, since Jordan Whittington's returned mm-hmm. and they've gotten Kieran Grant healthy, they've, they've been just blowing people's doors mm-hmm. off. This is a good Navarro team under first-year head coach Rod Blunt. Um, they're still running the slot T. They're still doing what they do with the, with the offense. Yeah, their but, guy Johnny Allegria went nuts a couple weeks yeah, ago. But this is not a this is not the Navarro team of a couple of years ago that went to the semis. This is a good Navarro team, but not a vintage team. Uh, I think Cuero Cuero has the edge here, especially at home, and they mm-hmm. know this team really well. Um, and I think they're they're just I think Cuero's playmakers are, are going to just do do a little bit too much damage. Cuero scored forty eight points in five straight games, at least at least forty eight in five straight. Computers got Cuero as an eight point favorite. That sounds about right, honestly. Yeah, at home in Cuero, I think if it was in Navarro, I think you could you could make a case for Navarro pulling the upset. But I think at home. I'm but you're right; they're getting healthy, and that's the thing. And yep. and in four A Division two, which has gone so upside down, it's crazy. Our computer rankings right now: if a state championship were to happen right now, it would pit. Number one, Glen Rose against number two, Jasper. I don't think we've said Glen Rose's name on this podcast. No, they're, they're, they, you know, I, I think Glen Rose is the kind of just going off off this, that game. Glen Rose is the kind of team where I think if they would have not gotten upset in the first round of the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. I think we'd be talking about them a lot more. But mm-hmm. I think we're still skeptical because of what happened in the playoffs. That's last year. definitely part of it. They're improvement mode for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, for sure. But um, but four division two is wide open. But Quero. I gotta be honest. The more I think about it, it's like, man, guys, if it's ever gonna happen, yeah, if it's ever gonna happen, it's, this is the year for Quero. You got all your dudes; they're all seniors. Yeah. This is the this is the class you've been telling us about for three years now. Four eighty two is wide open. West Orange is not the uh, no. big bad bully that no, they're they've not. been. So I think this is and, a huge, huge game. And, 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 and hey, we we would love nothing more than to see the Gobblers show up at AT and T Stadium. That'd be nuts. But be fun. but uh, you know, Navarro's Navarro's not lunch meat, man. And Navarro's going to come in. They're going to run the ball and they're going to play that defense. And to me, the question is. Um, you know how does how does Quero's defense react to to slot run team, the slot yeah. team? That's a big game. So uh, okay, Quero uh, Quero Navarro number two for you. I'm going to move from 5A to 6A, and I'm going to take maybe the game of the week. At least the game that people in Central Texas have been had circled for oh, for yeah. nine months. And it's kind of lived up to exactly what we everyone hoped for. It's Hewitt Midway at Temple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and 12-6A title game. I think both of these teams 
are I think I think if you're if you're a Midway fan or you're a Temple fan, I think you look at your team and you say, "This is what I was hoping they would be." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For Midway, they dropped the early game to um, Trinity. Trinity. Um, they really, you know, they really, in essence, probably would have had two losses if the rain hadn't happened mm-hmm. because they were they were getting taken to the woodshed by Lake Ridge. Yeah, they were. I, I'll I'll say this about Midway. I'm not a believer as of yet. Mm. Um, I don't think this is this this is a I think it's a good midway defense. I still think this offense has some, some major I think you're right. Marks. Nick, Nick Jimenez, their quarterback, stepped in, and he's been fine. They've been a lot more running the ball with James yeah, Fulbright. Not near as explosive. No, they're not. Like, and we expected that. They yeah. lost a great senior class. Um, they got to they got to win time possession here. they got to keep the ball away from Temple. Yeah, you do not want that Temple offense to no, have the ball because no. they've got you know, Jared Wiley and, and, and that, rec- that receiving core, and they've got two running backs that can hurt you. They've got Temple's got They're loaded. Yeah. My, you know, and, and spoiler alert for my picks video coming out on Thursday or Wednesday night or Thursday, um, the Temple defense is 90% amazing, and then they had one game where you go, oh, boy. Yeah, Belton. Belton. Yeah, hung it on them. Yeah, but Belton's a really now. Belton's got their own issues with their quarterback being out for the year. But I mean, Belton, unfortunately, been, they're probably falling. They're probably. But I mean, Belton. Belton scored eighty six last week. I mean, they can score points. They can they are score really good offensively. But to me, I want to see what Temple defense shows up because yeah. if this is because if if you let James Fulbright start running on you, then suddenly you're not going to get the ball as much yeah. as you want. Yeah. And if that happens, and suddenly if this game's in the twenties. That's Midway's game. Yeah, Midway's, Midway. Midway's going to win this dang game. Yeah, Midway wants to stand in the 20s. You know, Fulbright's health is a concern. He mm-hmm. left the game early last week in their win. Um, over, I can't remember who they played last week. Mid- One of the clean teams, maybe? Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Harker Heights. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he left the game early. Um, did not return. Uh, Coach Hume said if it was a playoff game, he could have come back. Okay. But, you know, it's a, it's a quad injury, I believe. So, you know, how mm-hmm. healthy is he is he going to be in the, going into this game? And I think going into Temple, that, that place is a hornet's nest, man. It that, is. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Talk and about now. You want know what? I was telling this to Max. Um, you want to talk about buying a season ticket package? If you get the Temple season ticket package, you got the Belton game and you get Midway game. Yeah, it's a good, That's good a, year. You know, next year. Uh, maybe. I guarantee that place is going to be full, and oh, they're, yeah. they are that, that fan base is already r- j- uh, jazzed up, and they're undefeated. Yeah, they're going to be really. Midway is going to travel really well down the road. I thirty five is going to be a fun atmosphere. So, and this is a weird. I, I was looking at this because I was trying to figure out what the playoff implications were for this game, and there's oh, not, this is a huge. I, yeah. This is a big implication, potentially huge, um, potentially huge, but it depends on who that fourth team is. Yeah, I think it's going to be clean. Yeah, which I would make this right. game huge. The, which means they're both going Division Two. Which means this is um, loser avoids Longview. You get Longview in the first round because I guarantee you, neither of these teams wants to go to Lobo no. Stadium. No, 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 no. That's Church for either of these teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, let me ask you a question because I'm looking at this. Um, Coppers Cove and Temple have, or I'm sorry, Coppers Cove. Yeah, Coppers Cove and Temple have the same enrollment. Twenty-two sixty-nine. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. So, out. how would that work out? Now, it's not gonna. It's not gonna matter because basically, it would have to. You would have to have Waco get in, and Waco's yeah. really struggling in on Coach, Coach Cavill this year. But um, we need to ask first year. We need to ask Dr. Elza that. Yeah, That's what Dr. would happen um, if they if they if did? Two schools had the same exact enrollment, and and, and it, they were two and three. Yeah, in you know, in as far as um, getting in, in. Yeah, as far as the, if the you know if you have a school with three thousand. Yeah, and, and a school, school with twenty-one hundred. And then you have these two at twenty two sixty nine. Hmm. Exactly how that works. I was thinking about that, but it, it won't matter this year. But yeah, huge. Cove. I think I think Colleen has the edge. Colleen's got the head to head win over Cove, mm-hmm. and I think they've got the head to head win over. But if Colleen, uh, yeah, if Colleen gets in, which is, is likely, and if Belton is, I believe they've already. Yeah, Belton's, Belton's already clinched. Yes. So 
Temple Midway becomes avoiding Longview. Yes, and that is big. Massive implications yes. here. So I'm going with uh, Temple and Temple Midway as my game, my second pick. What's your third pick? I'm going to the Metroplex. Give me Denton Ryan playing mm-hmm. Grapevine. I don't know what stadium this is going to be at. It's at, it's at Southlake. I looked it up. Okay, it's at Southlake because Grapevine Stadium is still under construction. Um, that's, that's tough for Grapevine and Colleyville to basically be nomads for a mm-hmm. year. Especially those seniors. That's, that's rough. Uh, but yes, Denton Ryan and Grapevine. Grapevine comes into this game seven and one, four and one in district. They lost to Birdville and a resounding win last week over Heritage. And eye-opening, an eye-opening yeah. win for I me. Picked, uh, uh, spo- uh, you know, full disclosure, I picked Colleyville to win that game. Uh, it did not work out very well. Grapevine. I think got I picked a, Grapevine. Grapevine got a big effort um, from their defense, especially holding Colleyville to twenty-nine points. Their young quarterback, you know, replacing Alan Bowman, has played really well. Rashawn Prier is a playmaking dude for that offense. He is. He's 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 the guy that that honestly, you're right. Um, Cade, um, God bless it. What's his name? Cade Rhodes, the quarterback for Grapevine. He's been great. He's been solid. Yeah, he's been very solid. But the 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 gas in the engine is Rashawn Prier. Yes, he makes that thing go. Um, Denton Ryan quietly has been 8-0. And, and, I, and I'll be honest, I didn't think Denton Ryan was going to be near as good as they, they have been. They've been really good. Now, the, the key for Denton Ryan is they haven't been tested in a while. They've kind of played they, – they've run through the lower half of the district as expected and did what, did what good teams are supposed to do, which is dominate them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't – other than Colleyville, Denton Ryan's played Colleyville and beat Colleyville. But they still had to play Great Vine. They still have to play Birdville to close the season out. So I think we're going to learn a lot more about Denton Ryan and in, in, in how much of a favorite in Region 1 they are by these next two games mm-hmm. uh, coming up. Uh, if you haven't seen sophomore Billy Bowman Jr., he's, he's a special kid. Makes plays on both sides of the ball. Seth Hennigan's the quarterback? Hennigan's play. They, they've been rotating quarterbacks. Uh, Seth Hennigan's played some quarterback. I think they've used the, uh, the kid who moved in from Colleyville, uh, Drew Sanders, mm-hmm. and they've used him at quarterback. They, they kind of had a little bit of a rotation going at quarterback. Um, with both those guys seeing snaps, and Denton Ryan's defense has been, been really good, but they this is this is going to be their biggest test to date. I think this Grapevine team. Well, and and to me, I I don't mean to overstate things, but you know, and Birdville Birdville's still out there. I'm not quite sure I'm sold on Birdville quite yet, um, but um, you know, I'm willing to be I'm willing to be sold on them. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say the winner of this is the favorite in Region One. Um, to come out of five A Division One Region One, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're unless you unless you really want to hop on board Azel and a, a, again, I'm just I'm just not quite sold on Azel yet. No, and Azel and Grapevine played in Week One, and mm-hmm. it was Week One, and a lot can change. But Grapevine dominated. Grapevine beat Azel pretty bad. Now, so. the, the one thing I'll say about Ryan, you're right, they haven't been tested in a while. That win at Mesquite Poteet to open the year aged has well. aged very well. I've seen Poteet in person, and they are legit. Well, the thing for the thing for Ryan, and um, this is kind of like, unfortunately, I imagine Coach Hennigan um, would have preferred to have this defense with last year's offense because those that front seven is mean. Yeah, that front seven, J.C. Coleman and Jaquez, uh, Jaquez uh, uh, Flemings, get this on the year. They have not not combined, but the whole team has forty three sacks and eighty four tackles for loss. They that's, are living in opponents' best. Average of ten tackles for loss per game. The whole the whole game in this is can can um, the Grapevine offensive line match up? If they match up, they I'm not. I mean, I may even go as well as say they will win. Uh, 
but there's not a whole lot of offensive lines that can that can match up with that. It's tough, yeah. That front is deep and good. Yeah. The other guy for for Ryan is Monty Bailey. They're running back. He's been really good. Yeah. Also, uh, 24 straight district wins for Ryan. It's a nice run. They've they have on. not lost uh, almost four calendar years since they've lost. So last year in si- in six A they were 12 mm-hmm. and one or something. Mm-hmm. Lost to Allen mm-hmm. in the third round. It's an excellent pick there. It's an excellent pick. All right, I. I'm going to go to a game that I think is good enough, is is hipstery enough. We were talking about this before we went on the air. Hipstery enough to be a hipster game with maybe the quietest 8 no team in the state. All right. Let's go down to beautiful Dieball, Texas. Piney Woods, let's Beast, go Texas. To, let's go to Beast, Texas. Let's go to Franklin and Dieball. If you have not paid attention to Dieball, that is okay. They have just kind of been a team for a while. They've just kind of existed. They haven't really... When's the last time they were, like, really good? There was a year... I think it was, like, 2000, 2001. They were ranked number one in the state for a while. Yeah. They were, like, 9-0. and And they just they, then they collapsed and, like, lost the last two games see, of the year. Past so. year's records. Let's see this. So this is a big 3A game. Um, let's see. The last time... Oh, man. What are you doing? Did it's they move up? Early 2000s. That ball was 4A. They were 4 So they were drop-down. Yeah, they were drop-down. Um... God bless it. Were they in Region 4 last year? No, they were Region 3 last year. I am really struggling riding the struggle bus here. They may have been Region 2, actually. No. Were they Region 2? Maybe they were. Yes, they were. They were Region 2. They were in that Tatum district. Last time they were really good. Boy, I mean, they were 2-9-0 and in 16. Um, they went 8-3 in 2008. That's the last time they've had a winning... Uh, no, they went 7-5 and in, in 2014. But the last time they won 8 games was 2008. Um, yeah, it's been a while. They haven't won ten games since two thousand. I think two thousand was the year that they were. They, they spent some time. They were ranked number one in the state for a, a, a time. They there. went the dreaded ten and one. Yeah, which is the worst. Um, but Dieball's back, guys. Dieball is back. This team is legit. They are running the ball like crazy people with Dearis McMillan. Uh, they are running the ball really, really well. Um, you know, a ton of credit uh, to Coach Blake Morrison. He's in his fifth year there. You know, they were six. I'm sorry, they were six and four last year. Um, but they are running the ball out of that pro set, and their defense is killing folks. Lots of speed. So then, take that and literally just carbon copy it over to what Franklin does, because Franklin's that same way. They yeah. are running the ball. Are they wing T? I believe they are. Maybe yeah. wing T. Uh, spread it around. Maybe. Jared Pedraza is in his 19th year of eligibility. Yes. Um, he's 47. He's 47 years old. He's finally a senior there. He's running the ball really well. And they have not allowed a point. This They didn't allow a point in October. No. They, uh. they, lost, to, they lost to Lorena <laughs> yeah. in week two. Another win loss, by the way. That's age 12. Yeah. And they, they haven't given a point since they lost no. to Lorena. Um, they've pitched five straight shutouts. Um, this is going to be a brutal game. This is going to be a not for the faint of heart. This is going to be a war. Yeah. This is going to be a game you're going to need to you're going to need to take your vitamins beforehand yeah. because this game is going to be a war uh, down there d- down there at Lumberjack Stadium. I think um, Dieball feels a little disrespected because we have. They should. I mean, I've just seen some of the chatter that you know, I, and at this point they they feel like. You know, we're eight no, and no one's talking about us. Everybody's they're, talking about Franklin. They're probably the quiet. Like I said, they're probably the quietest yeah. eight no team in the state. So this is their chance. They win this game. You're on the radar. Everyone is firmly paying attention yeah. to you. But this is kind of the game we've been waiting for. Um, let me pull up their schedule. Um, they haven't played a great schedule. It hasn't been great. The and district's not good except for these two teams. Um, and Franklin, I think, played a little bit tougher of a non. Well, the thing is, schedule. like for example, the computer rankings have them twentieth in the state. 
Um, which, you know, that's not amazing. Um, not, you know. not in split divisions. No, not in split divisions. That's, you know, for, for a, you know, you would think that, for example, Franklin, we have number one in the state in the computer rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a loss. Now, that was to a 4A team, but, you know, still they have a loss. So here is who Dieball has played. Um, and first of all, do love that they're lumberjacks. Got to get on board with that. Uh, Bridge City. It's very on brand. Bridge City has not been good this year. Huntington has not been good. Although, congratulations to the Red Devils. The Red Devils' first ever playoff appearance in school history. But, you know, they're three and five. Uh, Cleveland, it's not fun times in Cleveland today. Oh. Or 0 and 8. Did Ishmael uh, ever watch the uh, Cleveland I did, video? I did, was he amused? He was. Good. Uh, Liberty, they, they, you know, that's not a bad win. It's 4A. It's a good win on the road at Liberty. But then the district, you know, maybe Crockett. Cold Spring is down. Elkhart's down. This is not a good district. Westwood's down. This is the game we've been waiting for. Yeah. So here's the prove-it game for Dieball, right? If, if they feel disrespected, and I totally understand if they do, go out there and prove Show it. Show us. You guys go out there, and you hold serve at home. You beat, you beat the number one team in the computer rankings. Might be team of the week. You might be team of the week. You <laughs> might you might find yourself the way three A Division One shaking out. You might find yourself in the top three. Yeah, I mean it's go, it's it's that wild. So um, I'm going to go with Dieball and um, and Franklin. I think it's a fantastic game. Low scoring. Over in about two hours, and everyone hurts afterwards. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? All right, I'm going to Houston. Well, it's not a great week in Houston, but no, this is probably, might be the best game. Klein Collins at the Woodlands. Love it. Klein Collins two weeks ago. Do you think everybody forgot about the Woodlands? <laughs> uh, Woodlands has been okay. Yeah, but this is the, you know this is kind of their, the game where I, I think we're going to get a, a, a test test and a taste of if Woodlands is. A, a contender in Region mm-hmm. Two, along with obviously Allen, um, Klein Collins. They woke up. They, I, I wonder if the game against Klein was a little bit of a wake up call for them. You know, I think the one, you wonder if they were reading the press clippings a little mm-hmm. bit, and and then they they lose to Klein by a point. They 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 rolled Conroe as they should, fifty four to seven. They had three running backs run for at least sixty five yards, which at six A level is pretty impressive. Um, they're going to need to be. Efficient offensively with Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller's been good, but he hasn't had just a monster game this year. They've been kind of you know pacing themselves with him. I think this is the week they unleash Spiller on the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. You know, Spiller's going to get 20, 25 carries. They're going to try to keep that offense of the Woodlands uh, off the field because I think if, if you get into a shootout with the Highlanders, it's not, that's not what Klein Collins wants. Klein no. Collins is not here for that. They are here to run the ball, keep the score relatively low, and punish you with their defense. So I mean, that's that's the key in this game, and it's for the district title. Uh, even though Cl- Collins has that one loss, uh, they win this game. They they get the district title because of head to head over the Woodlands. Right. This is a huge game, and, and you know another game. Kind of, it's kind of like almost Lancaster, like the Woodlands is. Yeah. Because very quiet. This is super disappointing finish, at least to last year's team. They last lost. year when they lost in the first round at home at Rockwall. Mm-hmm. Um, so super disappointing, and then they start slow. They lost to Cypher, and I, had, yeah. I can't remember who else they lost to now. And you start going, okay, well, maybe this is maybe their time's passed. You know, maybe the Woodlands other lost to. Maybe their time's passed, but um, I do think that that yeah, this is the kind of game where they can be like, all right, we're back. Like, uh, don't we're, did yeah, you, we're 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 in the we're in the mix. We're still here. We're yes. not going anywhere. We are a team to be reckoned with. Come playoff time. Yes, um, I'm live looking up the Woodlands. They lost to they lost to Cypher. Mm-hmm. I, guess I guess they've only lost once. I guess yeah. they had one game canceled. They must have, yeah. So. Um, okay, that's an excellent pick. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right, there's two games I want, and I think. All right, I cannot make you a promise. I won't pick your game. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go west. 
Okay. But I'm not going to go all the way west. Okay. I'm going to go up to the panhandle to talk about panhandle. Ah. Panhandle and Stinnett, West Texas. Let's get some 2A Division One. There action. you go. A little small school action. Um, I like it. Panhandle is an interesting team. Because on one hand, this is this is for the one this is you know this is for the one two A Division One crown. Um, I believe West Texas still has to play Sanford Fritch, but they'll be favored over them. Um, so this game's at, at Panhandle. Panhandle's an interesting team because Panhandle has simultaneously not lost. They have no bad losses, and they arguably have no good wins. Yeah, they kind of, you know, they, they, the, the, they lost to Childress. They lost to Childress and Wellington. Yeah. Those are two good losses. Yeah. They also have wins over Tulia, Memphis, Vega, Boys Ranch, Amarillo Highland Park, and Sunray. Tulia is clearly the big, best yes. win because Tulia beat Spearman last week. Correct. Which was probably, which was a nice win for Tulia. Tulia is probably going to finish third in that Canadian Childress district right. now. That's clearly their best win. But other than that, it's been pretty... It has been pretty ho-hum. Yeah. Now, the thing, the other part, side of this is that West, you look at West Texas, I think, you know, is that still Coach Flowers? He's still there? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, they have... They have very quietly put together a really nice season. And they're doing it with defense. They are they're holding people down. They're winning close, they're winning close games. And their losses are to Wellington and Canadian. Mm. Right? And they went over Groover. But, got to win over Groover... And it went over Stratford. I know this isn't an amazing Stratford team, but that still means something. Not to mention, by the way, they beat Spearman. Spearman's not bad. No. Um, and they already beat Sanford Fritch, who's going to finish third in that district. They have played the tougher schedule. Absolutely. This is, to me, a prove-it game for Panhandle. I, I have an inkling that I think Panhandle's actually really good, but we don't know. And we're not going to find out. because. And the thing is, if they're really good... You look at three division one region one. Two division one. Two division one region one. Oh, it's for the taking. New Deal. I mean, New Deal's probably Sundown New Deal. Sundown New Deal. Yeah, and that's that's the the two teams. Like that's probably it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Holly's there, and they're not bad. Um, but nobody probably from region four. All due respect to Seymour. Like I don't think it's that. But if Panhandle's legit, and if they go and they if they go and they again. I want to see them come out and dominate. Yeah. If they come out and they dominate West Texas, I'm willing to buy in and say, the all right, favorite. they're in there. Yeah. Uh, this is a big game for Coach Dane Ashley's squad. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, also, just love their purple and gold. That's just a, it's a really good look. It's a really, really classic it's look. It's also everyone's school colors. Yeah, so. well, there you go. That's, that's another reason why I put that. So I like, I like Panhandle and Stanette, West Texas. And your final pick. Staying with the bigger schools. I've been very big school heavy uh, this week. Uh, I'm it's going... Cuero Navarro. Yeah, Cuero Navarro. I'm going uh, John Tyler at Mesquite Poteen. I almost took that one. Uh, this game is for the district title in District 7-4A Division One, mm-hmm. And not only is it for the district title, but this is a game the loser, although the loser of this game will get to host a first-round playoff game, they're going to have to play a tough team in the first round. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to play either Magnolia West or College Park or College Station. Mm-hmm. That is not Oof. an easy first-round matchup Oof. for either of those teams. So the winner of this game definitely is going to get a softer first-round game and along with the bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Tyler, uh, the last couple of weeks, they've, they've won, but it's been close. They, they, they eked by West Mesquite, and then they, had to, they needed a late fumble uh, to beat McKinney North last week. Uh, Poteet's been pretty dominant. I saw them a couple of weeks ago against Texas High, and all the talk is about Seth McGowan and, and his ability at, at running back. But Poteet can throw 
three receivers out there that are six foot four and above that can go up and get the ball and make plays. Mm-hmm. This is an offense that can throw the ball, be very effective throwing the ball. And when you when you have a running back like McGowan uh, to team up with that kind of receiving core, um, that they're super super dangerous. I think the interesting thing here is that's where John Tyler's weakness is. John mm-hmm. Tyler's weakness is a secondary. Uh, and then, but you look at Poteet. The way to beat Poteet's defense is to run the ball right at him, which is something John Tyler does very well. So I think it's kind of weakness on weakness a little mm-hmm. bit, strength versus you know strength on weakness on both sides of the ball. So really interested to see how how that all shakes out. I think Poteet gets the edge here. I think they're going to be able because because John Tyler doesn't have that balance on offense. I think Poteet's going to really load up and, and force John Tyler to throw the ball. Where I think John Tyler's defense, if if uh, Poteet can hurt him either way because of their mm-hmm. ability. So I think that's the big difference in this game. Excellent pick. Very, very good pick. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested. John Tyler, I mean, it's, it's a theme, though, but John Tyler's that same team. If, of, uh, we were talking about with the Woodlands and like we were talking about with Lancaster. Of Missed the playoffs. Bad last year last year. Or not to their standard last slow year, start. certainly missing play, and then slow start, and people are like, "Okay, we'll forget about them." Because they got obliterated by Cedar Hill, and then Longview mm-hmm. blew them out a couple. You know, they got. Blew, I, I've seen John Tyler. I saw them blow out Tyler Lee in the second mm-hmm. week of the season, and you thought, "Okay, John Tyler's got the wheels back on," and they get blown out by Longview, mm-hmm. and they probably, in all honesty, probably they they the game against Trinity got rained out. They probably would have started the year one and three. Yeah, you're probably uh, if they right. hadn't gotten rained out. So. This is a chance for John Tyler to kind of see where they where they stack up and what uh, Region Two Five A Division One. Who that is going to be murderers row. That is tough. That is real tough. All right, finally, out in the West Texas town of El Paso. All right. Do you know which game I'm taking? It's uh, the one in your preview. Okay. Okay. So there's two games in District One Six A that I think you can reasonably One Six A is super balanced. There's there's and, playoff implications all over the place. And you've got two games that are super interesting. One is Franklin and Pebble Hills. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for the district title. Um, Franklin's been rolling along. They've been very very good. Yeah. That's that's one game. The other game is uh, the game I'm picking. El Paso Americas and El Paso Coronado. This game going down at Quarles Brooks Stadium. Yeah. On there. The west side. West, uh, west side of El. I've, I've I've been to that stadium. I've been to that stadium too. Yes, it's a very nice place. I went in 2014 when I was interviewing. Uh, I think. Uh, Did you interview uh, Don Brooks? Yeah, I think I interviewed Don Brooks. Yeah. Um, Stadium's name for him. And I believe um, Texas Bob had something because I was reading. I had to look up where this game was. Um, our friend Tejas Bob had. Um, he thinks that that is the. It, there, there's word that that is the highest elevation stadium in the state. Wouldn't surprise you because the elevation in West El Paso, mm-hmm. you're, that's that's the mountainside. That's the mountains, and yeah. and that's that's like, that's that's high for El Paso is where that stadium mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So beautiful, beautiful stadium out there. Huge implications in this one. I think both these teams have clinched the playoffs, or at least I don't think Coronado has just yet because their only win in district right now is over Socorro. Yeah, so I think oh, Coronado this. needs this one. You're right. You're right. Because yeah, you're right. Coronado's one and two. Yeah, and they really need this game. And they and you got to think yeah. And then if they you know now they're they're not out if they lose because they get Montwood next week yeah. and that will be for the play in for the fourth spot. And they lose control of their own destiny. Correct. At that point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and so this is a game that is very good and a huge clash. In Styles in this one. Um, America's wants to turn this into a track meet. They want to get out and run. This Aaron Dumas kid. Aaron Dumas, yeah, they're running back. Sophomore. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Coach Melton's been telling me about him and, and you know, our good buddy Coach Melton. He's mm-hmm. been he's a Texas football today veteran. Told me told me about Dumas before the year started and he's really come on and done He's great. gonna go over two thousand yards as a sophomore. Yes, as a sophomore. He's gonna put he's, he's gonna stud. He may challenge Deion Hankins some of his city records, you know, mm-hmm. he, in two thousand yards as a sophomore. It's pretty impressive. So 
they want to get out and run. Their defense, eh, that's fine. But they, they want to get out and run. Um, the Coronado wants this thing in the 20s, if not the teens. Yeah. They, the offense is fine. They, they, are, they are another grinding running game. They got Garrett Slaughter, I think, is mm-hmm, a running back. Mm-hmm. Good kick returner, too. Um, they want to do that, but they want to win with defense. Patrick Barrett, their linebacker, they want to keep this thing low, 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 low. Yeah. Slow, muck it up. They want to, so this is, this is who sets the tone in this one. And a huge, huge game. Um, you know, for America's, you can, you can, you can, you know, really they feel good about your they, position. If, if America's wins this one, they have a decent chance to host a first round playoff. Yeah, game. they do. And so right now, let's just assume both these teams get in. There is no, there will be no playoff implications in this one um, because Coronado's going division, uh, going division one, and America's will go division two. Yeah, America's and, is a relatively and that's, small. That's the case. That's the case either way, so it doesn't really matter. So there's no real playoff implications in this one. But um, you know, if you are, you know. It's a game of the week in El Paso. Game of the, for sure, it's it's a huge game, and I think well, the TV stations you know, are t- touting it as the game of the week you know, out there. So and so, huge implications for Coronado. This is you. They got, need this one. They don't want to go one and no, three. You you don't want to go one and three, and you don't want to you don't you know because Montwood's going to beat Socorro, and then at that point you're you are you have your life in your hands. Yeah. Going into week eleven, and nobody wants that because weird things happen in forty eight yeah. minutes. So and then if you, even if you beat Montwood and the wrong team loses, now you're lumped mm-hmm. into a three way tie, and now you're hoping that the tiebreakers mm-hmm. go your way. So America's and Coronado is my pick for the fifth game. So, um, Step took Westlaco, Westco East, Cuero, Navarro. Denton Ryan, Grapevine, The Woodlands, uh, Klein Collins, and Mesquite Poteet, John Tyler. I took Highland Park, Lancaster, uh, Temple, Midway, Dieball, Franklin, Panhandle, West Texas, and Americas and Coronado out in El Paso. Here are some examples of games we did not pick. This is what a good week it is. Uh, we didn't pick Edna and Goliad. I think we're all kind of waiting for Goliad to come. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I could t- pick Edna and Goliad. I, I almost like, you know spotlighted what? it on the, on, on the picks video, and I was like, mm, maybe not. It's a game for worth it. writing about oh, for in sure. the preview, but yeah. Good game. I think next week is the one. Um, we did not pick um, Carthage and Henderson. The old rivalry banger game. and they they do not like that is other. that is a that is hate 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 and I don't know I'm not calling the upset but Henderson's got the pieces they're due they got the and, pieces and they're due mm-hmm. uh, Brennan and O'Connor and San Antonio didn't take Brennan O'Connor didn't take Corgan Camden and Newton yeah. keep an eye on that one okay Newton's been blowing the doors off this one and if they come out and they slip Corgan Camden is probably the first team since they played West Orange Stark that can take advantage of a slip. If, Western, if, if Newton slips. Uh, we didn't take Allen and Prosper. I don't think that's going to be much of a game, to be real honest. What about our funky president going to Springtown? Uh, Pojo taking on, t- taking on West Hershey. That's going to be an interesting game. I think the Soto South Grand Prairie is interesting. Um, the hits keep on coming for, uh, you know, I think Hightower is actually a little underrated and or better than the record indicates. Uh, Lavernia Bernie? Lavernia Bernie is a great game. Um, a lot of good may I, may I direct it? Edgewood Buffalo, Battle of Unbeatens. Yeah. That's a great game. And then, if I may be a homer, Flower Mountain Coppell is a huge game. It is. Title, it is. District title on the line. Flower, Flower Mountain can, can secure, basically Man. win the district title. And Flower Mountain beat the brakes off of Marcus last week. That was impressive. Speaking of that district, uh, my game next week, if it has playoff implications, I'll, I'll, I'll teach my game no, next tease. Friday. Next step Friday. Step tease, step tease, step tease. Battle of the Axe. Love it. Marcus and Louisville could be for fourth place. Could be. And talk about, I mean, when's the last time that game's had that much meaning? I mean, this is, the, I mean, basically. Since the 90s? Yeah. Late 90s when that I game mean, was? I mean, basically since Ronnie Gage was there. Yeah. you got to think. And, so, yeah, Marcus. I'm there for it. If, that, if it's for a playoff spot, I am there with bells on. And that Marcus, whole, they serve Salerno. That, whole, that whole part of the state. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I live right down the street from Marcus, and I've never been to that stadium. Uh, that's not true. I went to a JV game once. Um, it was Thursday night, and we, Tep wife and I went out for dinner, and I was like, oh, this, the lights are on. Let's go in. And, of course, we're not charging to get into a JV yeah. game, so I just walked in and watched a quarter. Um, that, that like, it, the thing is, Louisville and ISD hasn't been interesting in a while. Basically, outside of Hebron. Yeah. It hasn't been interesting. And now, it's like, everyone's good. Yeah. The Colony. And the Colony. And, and you got Hebron and Marcus and Flower Mound's decent. Mar- Marcus is decent. Flower Mound's good. Louisville's way better. Yeah. It's, good, it's a good year for Louisville. It's a good year for Louisville. Yeah. All right, let's on a tangent there. Sorry. That's fine. We're going to get to our hipster games of the week. Our hipster game of the week, Matt Stepp, your hipster game of the week is? My hipster game is a battle between a 2-6 and six team and a 3-5 and five team. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think I know what you're... T- I might know what you're talking about. I'm going to district... I think it's 21-6A. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's twenty one six. So twenty one. Let, let me make sure it's twenty. Is it here twenty one or twenty two six A? It's North Shore's district. Okay, uh, that's twenty one. Is that twenty one six A? Twenty one six A. Aside from North Shore and Westbrook, who are at the top, that, you know, North Shore is by the way oh. point of order. Oh. North Shore guys, yeah, oh. guys. North Shore, they're mean. Yeah, they good. The like. I've, I've had so many people ask me this week. For some reason, this was the game that perked everybody up. They um, blew the doors off of a good. That Westbrook team really might be in the Westbrook state semifinals, team. and they blew their doors they off. They blew by their doors off. And and um, people like I. For some reason, this is the week people have asked me, "Hey, when would North Shore and Allen play? When would North Shore and Allen play?" I'd say they play in a title game. And you know what? Right now, I don't know who I'd pick. And I usually I give Allen the benefit of the doubt yeah. almost always, but suddenly this this North Shore team is. Oh. Yeah, anyway, I'm good. sorry. We got we got right. sidetracked. So the 21, but you got North Shore at five and zero, and you got Westbrook at four and one, or yeah, four and one. Then you've got uh, Houston King at three and two. Mm-hmm. Then you've got four teams mm-hmm. at two and three. It's chaos. for that last playoff spot. Uh, Beaumont United, Deer Park, and then the game that I'm I'm spotlighting, Laporte, two and six Bulldogs taking on Channel uh, Channel View. Three and five. Did they close with Deer Park? Uh, or did they already play them? I know that's a huge... That's a massive... Yeah, Laporte Deer Park is a very heated ride. That's a hate, 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 hate game. Yeah, that's... No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up right now to see. But... And if that happens, that's that's got huge playoff implications. Yeah. I think they've already played, but let's double Boo. check. Boo. And, and, and on a bank... Anyway, sorry. Two, these two teams are t- both two and three. Um, it's kind of a playoff elimination mm-hmm. game in a lot of ways. I, I think the winner of this game... Still keeps their hopes alive, and I think if you lose this game and you fall to two and four, uh, I think all of a sudden your your playoff hopes are pretty much over. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Laporte and Deer Park did, have already played. Okay, um, and Deer Park won forty nine to fourteen. So Laporte kind of got uh, you know they're 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 kind of back in the mix a little bit. Um, they got that win, you know. <clears throat> Sorry, I was looking at La- Deer Park schedule. My bad. Um, Laporte got back in the mix uh, a week ago when they beat. Um, Beaumont United in overtime, twenty-five to nineteen. So Laporte's coming in. If if they can find a way to, to handle the cha- Channel View's got a really good spread offense. They they sling the ball all around. They're really potent offensively. Channel View's defense has struggled. Mm-hmm. Laporte's going to try to control the tempo, run the football, be physical. If they can do that, I think they have a shot to pull the upset. And then all of a sudden, Laporte's coming in, uh, possibly with the, with the playoff appearance. So mm-hmm. I, I think the loser of this game is out. It's super intriguing because this whole district now, it's one of those districts I was talking about earlier where every game probably has some sort of playoff implication. So um, 
it's a weird hipster game. It's a weird game to pick, but that's that's kind of the point of the hipster pick. And, and at this time of year, these are the kind of games that I'm looking for are these games that really have fourth and third place implications. As our, as the legend Craig Way says, the undercurrent of the playoffs. The playoff undercurrent breaks. of the playoffs. Yeah, it's an excellent pick. Excellent, excellent pick. All right, I'm going to go from there to maybe the Forgotten District, the district title game in the Forgotten District in the Metroplex. Matt Stubb, let's go to the Hutch. Let's go to the Hutch. Okay, okay, I the, don't know where you're going. The District 8 4A Division One Championships on the line when Alvarado takes aim at Wilmer Hutchins Another very quiet seven and one team. Yeah, Hutch has been. You know, LZ, we love LZ Barnett. He he told us at coaching school when we interviewed him. He thought his teammate had, his team had a chance to be really good. I think they they are and they are. And the thing is, they are. It's it's not just they usually have offense. They usually have dudes who can who can score. But the defense has been a bit of a question for them. And their defense has been showing out. Their defense has been great. These are two teams that kind of go about it in different ways. Uh, Hutch kind of has the balance attack. This junior quarterback Kyle Douglas Jr. has been really good. Um, but they're a throwing team. Twenty-one junior quarterback, twenty-one touchdowns, two interceptions. Yes, battle play. They, yeah, Hutch, is, Hutch wants the big play. They're, they're gonna they're gonna hit you deep with the deep ball, and then they're gonna try to try to you know. And this receiver, um, Gilmore, Kendall Gilmore, uh, averaging twenty-seven yards a catch. Yeah, He's got ten touchdowns. They're a big play offense. And Alvarado is what they've always been under Coach Dixon, which is grind it yep. out. I formation. They're gonna line up and run right. Run Andrew right Barajas out. is the new the new bell cow. Um, 128 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry, 128 carries, 1,300 yards. This is old school football. Mm-hmm. Um, huge game, and the, like not only is it a great game, it's for the district title, obviously. When you are matched up with seven four A Division one, you want as high as you, you want to finish as high as possible. That is the Argyle Paris Salina Melissa district. Okay, is is District Seven? That's your by district bunk meme. You want to finish as high as possible because yeah. there is a real chance that the loser of this game plays Salina in the first round. Uh, or Melissa. Or, I'm Melissa. Sorry, uh, Melissa, Melissa in the first round. Yeah. They play Melissa in the and first the, round. The winner gets the reward of Salina. God, yeah. That's a tough decision. Right? That's the thing. You want to finish as high but as possible. this is not this a uh, vintage Salina. It's not vintage Salina. Yeah. So, huge game, huge playoff implications, great clash in style. Um, and Got to see if Hutch can hold up up front. That's where that's where well, the Alvarado's big yeah, edge is, is up front. Is up front. Can the Hutch, Hutch hold and, up in the trenches? And another thing to keep an eye on, or another thing to keep an eye on, um, and people maybe forget this, but uh, Hutch is a small um, 4A Division One team. They're on the yeah, small side. They're, they're, they're on the cusp. They're of in the. Down. They're 872. Yeah. They're 872 compared to Alvarado, who's 1100. Yeah. There's a depth advantage here too for uh, for Alvarado. So huge game. Really excited about Wilmer Hutchins and Alvarado. That's my hipster game of the week. Let's tell tell everybody where you're going this week, Step. All right. Well, uh, Thursday I'm homering it up. You are homering it up. I was going to see if you want to come to Kennedale and Benbrook with me. No, I'm homering it up. It's uh, it's a senior night for my daughter's school. So, as Keller Fossil Ridge plays Keller, this is not, this is a podcast, so I'm, you can't see, but I'm yeah. rolling my eyes. He's he's doing the Mike Gundy fart noise <laughs> silently. Um, so yeah, Keller and Fossil Ridge, a huge game for Fossil yeah, Ridge. It they, is. They need to win this game to get in the playoffs. So, and uh, you know, I need the game. They're, su- they're such a weird team. They look great. I mean, Fossil Ridge on the man. They, they, the eyeball test yeah, is like really flying colors. It's kind of been a little inconsistent, but I think it's a gr- good yeah. game. I haven't been to Keller yet. The Keller Stadium is like five minutes from my house, and I haven't been to a game at Keller this year. So, okay, I'm gonna homer it up. Uh, Friday, I, I have not seen Cedar Hill yet this year, 
And I'm going to go visit our buddy DJ Mann and Carlos Lynn at Cedar Hill. Uh, Mansfield's down this year, no question about that. Yeah. Uh, but Cedar Hill's hosting Mansfield, so get some eyes on them. And I need to get a chance to see Cedar Hill and just see just how how good well, they look. And last week against South Grand Prairie. They tooled around for a bit before hitting the gas. South Grand Prairie's got a good defense, and they held them down for a while. Yeah. That 99-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, Shane Lawrence has been really good at quarterback. He for has been. Lawrence, so he has been. And I think that Cedar Hill defense kind of underrated. It is. It is. I think very good. So I'm excited to see just how you know. I think Cedar Hill's a, right now one of the favorites in Region One, mm-hmm. Division Two, and Six A. Uh, then I get the rare Saturday triple header. Whoa! Okay, so I, the schedule worked out. I get a triple header on Saturday. So uh, Saturday morning at 11. I'm going to visit Legacy Stadium in Katy for the first time. Interesting. As Katie Tompkins takes on Cinco Ranch. The huge game. Man. For, and, to, for Cinco Ranch especially. Well, Tompkins is clinched. You're right. And talk about like a reversal of fortunes for those two programs. Remember, like forever and ever, uh, Tom, Cinco Ranch was the second best team in Katy. Yeah. And Tompkins and now has struggled. It's, now it's decidedly Tompkins. Yeah. We said it. We, we talked about it during 7-on-7 seven seven time. When Tompkins made State 7-on-7, seven seven, we mm-hmm. kind of heard some rumblings. Hey, Tompkins is going to be a lot they got some better. dudes, yeah. And they are, they are showing it. They're 7-1, mm-hmm. and one, I believe, this year. So Cinco, Tompkins is in the playoffs. They've already clinched, but obviously they can Im- hopefully improve their seating depending on how things work right. out with, the, with who goes to Division One. Because Tompkins could go either way to be mm-hmm. one or D2. Cinco needs this game. Tompkins, you want to go Division Two? I know you're not used to making the playoffs, <laughs> yes. but let me help you out with that one. Go Division Two, Tompkins. Todd McVeigh, if you're listening, go Division Two. Go Division Two. Do whatever you need to. Uh, so Cinco Ranch has to have this game. Yeah. They lose this game, they're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, then at two, uh, right? Because you know, if, if you're not familiar, uh, in Katy, you have two stadiums that are literally in the share a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Just across the parking lot at Road Stadium, the original Katy Stadium, uh, Montgomery takes on Katy Pato, and that's it's spelled Paytow, but it's Pronounced is Pado. it? Pado. Pado. Yes. Okay. I confirmed that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been saying Paytow for yeah. like three years. Yeah. Pado. Pado. Pado's new school. They're struggling as expected. Montgomery, after a real slow start, got the wheels back. It on. turned it around. They, they they were they were a team I was really I think worried. They're about gonna really. finish. They're probably projected to finish third in that district. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's an eleven o'clock kickoff and a two o'clock kickoff. Some may miss the first quarter or so of Montgomery Pado, but I'll make it you know in time to you know catch most of that game. Then at six, I am headed over to Del Mar Stadium. Mm, beautiful Del Mar Stadium. Houston Heights and Bel Air. Mm. Bel Air got beat last week by Westside. They that did. district that was got a stunner. Around uh, Heights, uh, one of uh, Stephen Dixon's the head coach of Heights. One of our favorites. Um, they should. I think Heights is probably going to finish yeah, third. That was one of those districts that like it looked really stratified, and, and then that. Yet. Yeah, Bel Air needs. Bel Air loses his game. They're pretty much done. By the way, you know who's second place Chavez. in that district? Chavez, the Blue Dogs. Yes, they are there. How about that? They've been the surprise story in Houston for sure. They're going to host a playoff game, probably. Yes, they are. Uh, but yeah, so but Bel Air, a team we thought we could pretty much write into the playoffs every year in Houston ISD. If they don't win this game, they're done. Yeah. So it's a weird district too. Heights loses this game now. All of a sudden, Bel Air, Heights, and Westside are all kind of jumbled up for that last last two playoffs. It's spots. a weird district too because like Lamar is, of course, like the bell cow of that district. Yeah. But they've been inconsistent. But I mean, they take Lamar care of was the district. one who beat with the, the Woodland's second loss was to Lamar. To Lamar, that was the other. Yeah, that was, I couldn't figure it out, but it was Lamar. So um, so five games this week. Has a shortened game maybe. No, I think it went the whole way, 31 24. Oh. But it was week two. Oh, okay. So Woodlands lost week. Cy Fair week. New coach on Lamar week Woodlands. Two, New coach six. on both sides. Yeah, and they've won six in Interesting. a row. Interesting. So it's my, oh. my five game week this week. And then um, when's. Um, the winner, when you got to run off to Canada at some point. Yes, so in week 11, I will be here Thursday and Friday. By the way, I got my, uh, here's a little look ahead to week 11. 
Uh, when I usually tweet my schedule out on Sunday afternoon. I'll tweet out what games I'm going to. I'll go ahead and tell the the, te- the tap and step listeners. We're in the we're in the pre- we're in the pre- we're in the premium zone. Uh, <laughs> my Thursday game is probably going to be Arlington versus Arlington Lamar. Great game. If, if Lamar's got a tough game this week mm-hmm. against Bowie, but if Lamar beats Bowie, Arlington I, I can't remember which Arlington's playing. I think one of the Fort Worth schools. They'll, they should be nine and zero, or um, maybe it's Sam. Houston. Arlington has Sam Houston. Okay. They, there's, they'll be there, Arlington yeah. is considerable. I love you, Coach Chris, but Arlington is a significant favorite over Sam Houston. Yeah, I think he'd agree. Lamar Bowie is a closer game. I think Lamar is still favorite. But if it works out, nine and zero versus nine and zero, Thursday night, UTA Maverick Stadium. That will be a sellout. That'll be awesome. Because Lamar, Lamar has been the you know the, the bell cow program mm-hmm. at Arlington. They're the, they're the, they're they're the ones that had had most success back in the eighties. Arlington High is the original school, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a, if they're they're both nine and zero playing in week eleven on Man. Thursday night. Like that's the thing. But like I guarantee you, Arlington ISD said we'll put that on a Thursday night because like there's no way they're both gonna be good. You know what I mean? And it's it's gonna be great. That's awesome. Next Thursday, by the way, Desoto Cedar Hills on Thursday next mm-hmm. week too. So it's a it's a banging slate Thursday night because a lot of the Metroplex teams in week eleven play Thursday mm-hmm. to get the extra day rest for the playoffs. Yeah, I'll so have plenty of Thursday it. options next week. I need to, I need um, to and then Friday is probably gonna be battle if if it works out, battle of the axe. Marcus nice. in Louisville, and then nice. Saturday I'll run off to Canada. I have mm-hmm. a six o'clock flight <laughs> next Saturday. A.M. Yes, to oh. yeah. So I, I, I probably just won't go to bed that mm-hmm. night. I'll just stay up mm-hmm. and catch a six o'clock flight to Canada and go see my wife for her birthday because she's pretty and I like her. Sorry, guys. Good move. Um, and then, I'll, but I will be back Tuesday night. Okay. So we will record Tap and Step on Wednesday next week. Yes, we are. Uh, you mean two weeks? Oh, two weeks to two weeks. From two weeks. Well, we'll record. We'll, well, I can break some news to you too. Um, we'll record Tap and Step on Tuesday next week as well because um, we got uh, we have Babby Doctor. Okay. Um, so going on show planning on they're on yeah, the show. On the you're listening to you're listening to live coverage of, of us plotting the. Um, Thing. Right, so um, next Tuesday, type and yes. we're, we're, we're recording this. On but Tuesday the thing is, well. like, I'm getting done, so it's 6:38 on Tuesday. Um, I'd get done with this, and I just go edit it, and I get it up on the site. So there you go. Um, this should be up uh, no later. You should be listening to this no later than Wednesday morning, um, or whenever you want. As yeah. we mentioned, it. Just listen to it before Thursday's games. There it is. That's uh, week. That's episode like 11 of Tap and Step. My laptop. Yeah, we can. So we you know, the be show's done. over. You can be done. Um, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Um, we love you very much. Um, we do love you. Uh, go to a high school football game this weekend. Um, because go to two. Go to two. Because here's the problem, guys. We've only got two weeks left of full, full, full slates. Mm-hmm. And then literally every week after every w- this is the last week where we don't cut the teams in half. Yeah. Forever. Until until August. Until next year, yeah. Cherish it. Go to two games this week. Uh, step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next week on Tub and Step. Mm-hmm.